<laughs> and we're live and welcome to fireside freedom episode one my name's brian and i'm going to be your host this evening or as we have been referring to ourselves as fire starters um each week we will uh take a turn and and kind of rotate through and host this thing um looking at for it to be a, a round table discussion each week where we pick a topic um we come up with uh questions and uh and kind of a a flow for the episode and start a discussion and and kind of just hash it out between us and the the live stream and take questions from the viewers and yeah just have a good old uh fireside conversation so tonight though we're going to have kind of a unique episode um as it is our first episode we wanted everybody to get on uh we were are going to introduce ourselves uh, tell a little bit about ourselves and uh we're going to tell the topic that we each are most interested in discussing on the show and uh as we go through those, you'll uh, you'll end up seeing that those are going to turn into our first eight episodes. So listen closely and uh, see if there's anything you are looking forward to hearing. Uh, Want to take a second and just kind of tell how this all came about. Um, I was on uh, Tim Cook, Toolman Tim over there. I was on his uh, podcast. Uh, I think three months ago, uh, we were doing uh either the pre-check uh tech check a couple days before just make sure everything was working or it could have been after we had our chat but i said hey man we should uh do a collaboration uh tim obviously is on the survival podcast uh i i listen to it regularly and uh because of that i i listen to unloose the goose and i really like that format and i was like why don't we get together and do something similar um we should get a couple of podcasters around, get everything together and and just uh, throw up a live stream and uh, and chat. And he said, yeah, yeah, we should do that. We should do that. We should talk about that sometime. So after uh, after a couple of days, I, I got in touch with him again. We started chatting about it. We uh, we put a uh, put a group up on Telegram. We started inviting some people and a few more people. And all of a sudden we had a group of eight that uh, really meshed. We started working on things. We came up with a name and here we are. So that's how Fireside Freedom came to be. And uh, I appreciate Tim for uh, for pushing that when I suggested it. And instead of just uh, letting it go, we actually got it going. So, well, I guess I am going to introduce myself first uh, since I'm talking here and then uh, we will kind of roll through everybody. At the end, we plan on doing a ask us anything uh, type uh, scenario for the remainder of what time we have. Um, I mean, I can hang out all night. So if we're asking questions and we're talking, as long as people want to stick around, I'm I'm game. But uh so start thinking about your questions for uh, later, and uh, we will let you know when to start putting those in the chat. So here we go. My name is Brian. Um, I'm with the Lots Project, and uh, I 
I have a homestead in Minnesota. We have 35 acres. My wife, Corey, and I have uh, three St. Bernards. Uh, we've been on this homestead for seven years. We've done a variety of enterprises, all sorts of animals, uh, projects, plant sales, uh, across the board, really kind of experienced it all. Uh, got a lot of experience in doing that. Uh, recently, well, two years ago, we decided we were going to get out of Minnesota and try to get someplace a little warmer. So we started the Lots Project, which is kind of documenting our journey to transform a camper into an off-grid home uh, so we can travel around the country and look for a new place to settle. Uh, we got a lot of big things kind of planned for that whole uh, journey. So if you want to follow along, you can. Um, we will put all our uh, links in the in the show notes. I don't want anybody clicking off to go look at anything uh, during the show. So uh, we can wait till the end to kind of plug our stuff. But um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to start documenting everything. I just recently started a podcast and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So as that goes, I'm going to now bring up uh, Ken Esch, and he's going to introduce himself. Hey, Brian, did you want to say something about the topic that you're hosting in a couple weeks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot my own question. I asked them all to come up with an answer. <laughs> um, the topic I'm most excited about talking about is... Uh, small business, uh, side hustle and monetization on the homestead or just in general. Um, we've got people are going to come on. We're going to talk about the stuff we've done, the stuff we plan on doing, what's worked, what hasn't, and kind of spitball ideas. Awesome. Hey, I'm Ken. I live in South Central Kentucky on a 20-acre homestead. I, too, live in a camper with a wife and a golden retriever. So <laughs> it gets challenging sometimes, but, um, yeah, I am in construction. I run my own small construction company and I basically, I live my life judging it by two words, growth and impact. And if it doesn't line up with those two words, I try to kick it to the curb and not mess with it. And with that in mind, I host two podcasts which gets the best of me sometimes, the Constructive <laughs> Liberty podcast and the Teen Catalyst podcast, which is really my favorite because I love working with teens and helping them grow, figure out what their next step is in life as they move through high school, going into adulthood. And yeah, uh, the topic that I am most excited about discussing is narrowing your focus from all the ideas down to your one thing. So nice. Nice. turn it over to the next. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we're going to bring up uh, Buddy. Let me unmute myself. Yeah, I'm uh, Buddy Lindsay. I am a software developer by trade. I started out life uh, not wanting to do anything DIY. Um, in fact, uh, I was so against it. I told uh, my parents I would always pay somebody to do something uh, before uh, I, before I actually did it. And, uh, my dad forced me, forced me to, to learn some stuff and, um, I rejected it even more. And then one day, a couple of years ago, my wife was like, I think we should buy a, um, 
cube system for our for our house from IKEA. And I was like, no, I hate IKEA software or soft, not IKEA furniture. And uh, kind of the rest, as they say, is history because I dislike the quality of IKEA furniture. And I'm like, I want something that's good. And since then, I've just been into doing DIY stuff. And uh, I mean, kind of based on my trade as a software developer and, and getting and doing projects, I love to discuss um, just developing projects, doing projects, uh, managing projects, um, getting into the nerdy side of like uh, standard operating procedures and, you know, quality control and, and uh, like time versus value of like steps that you do, all that kind of stuff and, and uh, trying to be as efficient as possible doing stuff. And so I like to discuss that, but I also have too many passions. I have too many things I like because I like business. I like podcasts. I like technology, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I'm available to talk about most anything. Uh, so I'm excited to be here. And uh, my topics will be, you know, to kind of start off in a couple of weeks of like, what kind of projects do you enjoy doing? What kind of projects do you not enjoy doing and why? And then uh, it's kind of analyze, you know, how do you, how do you get more joy was that Marie Kondo? Does this bring you joy? You know, uh, type thing, and then move into uh, how can you do the projects that you don't like to do faster, so you get to the projects you enjoy. So those are it's kind of what I want to talk about. But much like everyone on the campsite, you know, by the fireside, we solve all the world's problems while we're sitting there, and uh, and then don't listen to each other. <laughs> so that's perfect. perfect. Thanks, buddy. So next, we're going to bring up uh, Hawkins. Hawkins here. Um, let's see. Uh, short and sweet of what I am and how I got, I guess, how I got started on this. It's, I think it's been about eight to 10 years. Kind of found uh, this file podcast and it kind of got me going in this rolling in this whole freedom thing. Uh, I recently retired last year from the Army National Guard, did 20 years of that. Uh, while working at a warehouse for the last 14 years. So I don't think I'm anything extraordinary. I'm not a, you know, engineer. I never went to college, but I've done a lot and I've done a lot over the last years. Uh, the homesteading thing, it gets you into a little bit of everything. The DIY is huge. So I got a wife, two little girls, a brand new little boy, and uh, trying to do all this stuff with them, you can imagine. But you can do it. And that kind of leads me into one of my the subject that I'm most big and wanting to talk about and have a good discussion with about is just doing it, just getting out there and getting started. Uh, that's what got me into it. You know, somebody said, hey, any idiot can throw some stuff up on eBay and start a side hustle. I was like, I'm an idiot. I can throw some stuff up on eBay. And I try to encourage other people to do that. You know, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to start YouTube, whatever, nobody's listening, no one's watching, just do it. And I think we could have some great discussions with this panel, this uh, this side <laughs> of all these guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten a little bit of everything: DIY, three D printing, solar, chickens. I mean, you name it. I'm still finding my passion, so I'm definitely gonna gonna talk to Ken about narrowing that focus eventually, because uh. After a decade of searching for it, hopefully I'll find it soon. And maybe this will help me do that. So perfect. Let's do it. Perfect. Thanks, Hawkins. Next, we have uh, Amy. 
Hey, everybody. So I am Amy with A Farmish Kind of Life. That is a website. It is a weekly podcast. It is a YouTube channel. I um, sit there and I talk about homesteading and self-reliance and homeschooling and lifestyle design and figuring out, you know, what it is that you want to do with your life and then how to make that happen. So I'm big on that. Um, we have been here at our farm in central Minnesota for 10 years. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary being here on the farm um we have yay right we have chickens we have pigs we have ducks we have turkeys um we have big gardens we have grapevines we have raspberry patches we are doing all the things here we have figured out what works for us what doesn't work for us and yet i'm still um sweet talking my husband into trying more stuff you know oh honey we should try this thing you know oh, what do you see on tiktok now what do you see on someone's blog now great we're going to try this thing so um always trying new things trying to be more self-sufficient more self reliant and then taking the mistakes that I am making and then sharing them with all of you so you maybe don't have to make the same mistakes. Um, I live here at my farm with my husband of 21 years, our kids who are Oh my gosh, they're creeping up on 18 and 19 now, which is so weird to say. Um, they were homeschooled all the way through, so we also have that experience, which brings me um, to the topic that I will be hosting first. I mean, there's so many great things we're going to talk about on this podcast, but um, the first one that I'm going to host is going to be about homeschooling and about um taking your family kind of out of the system and living that life that you want to live because we've always kind of been that that crazy family that lives on the dead end dirt road kind of doing our own thing in in so many different ways so that is what i am excited to do excited to talk about with everybody perfect thanks amy yeah and next we are going to bring up letty hey guys um I'm Letty from Liberty All Day. It's a, It was a blog, and now I've transitioned more to podcasting and videos. And I also do, I'm bringing it back this week because the voice is back. Um, Letty sings, I do that each week, and I go through Irish folk and rebel songs and give you guys a little explanation of them. And with the rebel songs, I'm telling you how they're a little bit relevant today, even though you might not think they are. Um, with that, it's myself, my husband, and our three-and-a-half-year-old. We actually just bought a house four months ago up here in northwestern Wisconsin. We are Cook County, Illinois refugees. <laughs> um, it's been a long time coming, getting the hell out of Dodge and away from there. So this is going to be our experiment year. Um, never planted grew anything until last year. And I had a couple little tiny gardens going um, when I was living with my parents, this little man for a bit there. And so I'm going to, I've been figuring out, okay, I'm in zone 3B. I don't know what grows up here. So this is going to be an experience. And I also can't start seeds till a lot later. So all you people out there talking about seeds starting and stuff, I don't know what that means yet. <laughs> I've got another like two to three months. Um, but the topic, I've got two topics that I'm really excited about. The first one is going to be on strong relationships and marriages. And then the second one, which is something that's really near and dear to my heart, is death positivity and death and normalizing death because it's such a taboo topic and nobody ever wants to speak about it. So keep an eye out. Those are going to be happening in the next month or so. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, Letty. And next we're going to bring up uh tim uh another one of the responsible parties in that original discussion so take it away tim 
Hey guys, uh, Toolman Tim here. Uh, I hail from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. To put that into perspective, we just had 10 straight days where the uh, barometer did not get above minus 30. Uh, today, I was out shoveling snow in a t-shirt. It was zero degrees Celsius. It was a beautiful friggin' day. But <laughs> So I live here with my wife, my twin 11-year-old girls, and we have three adult kids who live in the area as well. You can find me over at Toolman Tim's Workshop. It's a YouTube channel slash podcast. You'll see a couple of review videos a week there. Yeah, prepper gear, tools, that kind of stuff. And then the podcast itself runs the whole gamut. Uh, you know, freedom living, anarcho thoughts, small business, entrepreneurship through freedom, Sometimes even throw a movie review in there. Something crazy. Whatever I happen to feel like talking about. But it's anything in the anarcho space, preparedness space, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, also I'm a, a serial hobbyist. Whatever I'm in, I throw myself right at the wall. And I do it for like three weeks, four weeks. Spend too much money, too much time getting invested in it. Learn absolutely everything and then drop it like a bad habit and move on to the next one. So if you want to come along for the journey, follow me and see, you know, the the hobbies I happen to be into recently, it was solar power and who knows what it'll be next. I looked at my wife the other day and I said, "Hun, I think we need a windmill. And she just rolls her eyes and says, sure, why not? We live in a town, you know, we can do it, right? Shit happens. So anyway, uh, I am looking forward to, I'm a prepper geek. I've been prepping since Y2K, at least, you know, that's the, where the Genesis started. And my first episode is going to be getting started in prepping. Where do we go? How do we get there? How do we keep ourselves from being discouraged? And, you know, some no-cost, low-cost hints and tips that we can share with everybody else. So I look forward to it. We got an incredible crew here, and I am I, we're going to do magical things. I'm excited, guys. All right. Thanks, Tim. And bringing up the rear, we have <laughs> Tom. That's right. Hey, everybody. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. Uh, it occurred to me that I am the last... Well, I'm the last one, so it's always the the person that uh, you know is going to fail or, or succeed. I'm not sure which, and, and I called myself the caboose for a reason. So I'm a train guy, Tom the train guy, and uh, we are here. This is the 1900 section of a farmhouse that we just purchased in June. So we just moved out from the urban area to uh, to a farm in western Wisconsin. Um, it occurred to me a couple things. Um, one that uh, I'm the caboose, number one. Number two, that I've met with and actually sat down and had food with or chatted with or shook hands with half the people on this podcast, which is exciting. And it's there's nothing like it, meeting these fine people and uh, having a beer or, or just talking and, and uh, you know, getting to know each other. So um, great people. I'm really excited to be here. And I also think I'm the oldest here, too. So that's kind of scary. I, I think I've got this white stuff on my beard. But uh uh, Julie and I have been married for 27 years and uh, she's downstairs and she's actually watching, which is a little scary too. And, and, um, so, oh my goodness, but, uh, I've got two boys, one 27, who's an ultra marathoner and, uh, another one who's 20, uh, he's 22. So, um, yeah, we got, we have an empty nest. We've got a homestead with 10 acres. We are ready to do all the things and, uh, we're new. I mean, we're both city mouses moving out to become country mouses and not get eaten in the process. So, um, as far as what I'm good at, I am good at growing stuff. So I can grow stuff. Letty, you haven't grown anything in Zone 3B, but we're going to teach you how. And uh, and I was on Toolman Tim's podcast the other night, and we talked about gardening and uh, passion and gardening and starting small business. And uh, he inspired me. So he's going to start his book. I'm going to start mine. 
We're now accountability partners in this deal, and uh, we are rocking. So welcome to Driftless Oaks Farm, Small Scale Life Podcast. We got a lot going on and uh, so happy to be here. So um, yeah, let's grow some stuff together, y'all. What are you looking forward most to talking about on this show? Gardening topics. So gardening. I threw, yep, there's some gardening stuff coming up that uh, that we're going to be talking about. And DIY. I mean, I'm in a 1900s, uh, 1900s era farmhouse, and there is a lot of DIY that's going to be happening here. I wish Ken was up here. I could put him to work and we could figure this out. So <laughs> you can see trip. we we're yeah, we're puttying and uh, this is it's interesting here. So I'll, ha I'll have to show you all later. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Tom. Yep. So what we're going to do is each week, like I said, we're going to have a host. We're going to have uh, probably two to three other participants. Um, we are going to have the topic released for the next week during the episode of the current week. Um, we will also put that up as a post in our telegram channel and feel free to go on there and reply to that post and ask questions that that you want to get in on the podcast um or just even a comment question whatever that could could shape the direction of it uh, we really would like a lot of audience participation uh, we want to make this a big community and this i mean this is us on a screen but but we want to interact with all of you that aren't on the screen also so um, feel free to uh, start thinking of questions for our podcasters that are, we're going to have on the on the stream here you can put those all in caps in the chat um, i think we have people watching float and uh, youtube chats so we should be able to see any questions that come up so let me see if I can change this. We're still getting used to StreamYard here. I think this is a good view. So how did everybody feel that our introductions went? Everybody happy? I did terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. I didn't talk about anything that I do. <laughs> I think Tim is like, here's here's my advertising. And I'm like... I like to do stuff. I like projects. And <laughs> well, here, here, hold on. Here, go ahead. Get a retry. Okay. There we go. Oh, just a quick, you know, thirty seconds. I, uh, I do, I do mostly do a podcast right now at buddy.net, b u d d i y dot net, and uh, that's my big thing. I have a YouTube channel, b u d d i y, and uh, that's expanding. Um, Kind of been just doing the podcast for the last six months. I'm a little over episode 100, and uh, so that's going strong. This year is I'm hoping to be a big year. Um, uh, once I find a job, I just got laid off last week, so I've got to find a new job. But after that, like I'm, I'm hoping to do some really cool stuff on my channel, and uh, so uh, definitely hit YouTube on that. I'm also on Odyssey as well. But yeah, uh, podcast and YouTube videos and are my two big things. Plus my website where I will try to do blog posts on different things so there now i can plug my stuff i've totally forgot that because i was so frazzled lately <laughs> and so thank you for the opportunity oh no problem no problem so it looks like all right well we got uh, one question here uh from uh, nate uh gotta get the first question off what's everybody drinking so we can go from uh top to left to right there and go down the board 
I, I'm drinking a hot toddy because I have a horrible cold. I'm having one beer. <laughs> Surly Furious IPA. That's an Surly's, excellent beer. Surly's good. It is good. Water. Sad. A mug full of fireball. The Max Safari shirt. Whoa. <laughs> look at that guy. Nice. Going all Eel. out. Yeah. Gotta you gotta go for it. <laughs> and Fuego. We got Tapa Chico with some tequila in it. Oh, yeah. I got high quality Berkey H2O. Pepsi Max, a keto friend, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> I'm not Is it Canary approved? Let's start that. <laughs> I talked uh, to him. He's he's okay. He's okay with diet drinks as, as long as it's not too late at night. So like midnight? Is that too late? Well, it's like if you're trying to go for the. Uh, your uh intermittent fast intermittent fast without uh, upping your uh insulin without doing an insulin spike gotcha gotcha so tim tim asked a question and i i do really think we should probably all answer this um mm -hmm. what does freedom mean to you um you know tim asked the question so hey tim why don't you start us off Sure. I'm sure it means less to me where I don't live in the land of the free. However, it is, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> honestly, I, I see, I put it up there, but it, it means, and I, to be able to, you know, exercise what you would like to ex, you know, do whatever you would like to do, <laughs> you know, back to the, uh, the, what is the, uh, the um, non-aggression principle, you know, do whatever you want to do as long as you're not stealing from other people or hurting other people, you know? And when that comes down to it, to me, it was, that was always the way it was. You know, we always just looked at the fact that if I'm not bothering my neighbor or I'm not burning somebody's house down, then I really should be free to do whatever the hell I want to do. And to me, that's it. Just, yeah. Anyway, we won't, uh, <laughs> won't go too R rated tonight, but that's freedom. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Tim. I'll go next too. I mean, I'm right on top of that. I got, uh, you know, don't hurt people and don't steal their shit. Mm. I mean, and leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone. If if I want to talk to you and interact with you, I will. And if I don't, then it is it is what it is. I mean, just live your life and and you do you and I'll do me. So that's kind of what freedom would mean to me. I'll go next. I have a, a bracelet that I wear that says, uh, do no harm, but take no shit. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, that's what it is for me. Uh, for me, it's um, just having the opportunity to prepare the way for my kids and, you know, their kids uh, to give them opportunities and no one else can, no one else infringe on uh, their ability to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I, I like. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I like a lot of this. Uh, a lot of where you all are going with this as well. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of regs and ordinances on the books that are just like, are we kidding today? I mean, I want to burn some stuff on my yard, and I got to bring out the fire chief, and he's got to inspect it so I can burn brush in a pasture where there's nothing around it, right? And and I'm like, 
really are we doing this and a nice guy but i, I it's just it's beyond and, and this is coming from a guy who's worked in the system and works in the system and um knows the system and uh it's like wow we've gone overboard with a lot of things so we got to reel some of this back in and and let people do some things right and uh, and say some things and it, you might not like it but um we do have that ability uh uh, Canada is a little different. Sorry, Tim. Sorry. Uh, it's just a different place, my friend. <laughs> Good fishing, though. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys watched the Nash college football national championship last night. I got to watch that. But um, one of the things that Georgia's head coach said after the game, he said, when we came down here to play, we burned the, we burned the boats. And um, how do you say? We, basically, we burned the boats and we fought like hell. Like we, we were going to leave it all out on the field. And freedom is doing what you love to do. Leave it all out there. Don't don't hold nothing back. Just mm-hmm. live live life. Yeah. Uh, for me, I gotta go with Tim. Uh, the non-aggression principle. Once I finally heard that, yeah, I was like, that is it. But one of the biggest things that uh, you know, I got a lot of freedom-loving friends, so they say. But uh, what uh, I've noticed a lot of people have problems with when it comes to freedom is just because you don't like it doesn't mean they can't do it. And I think that's, to me, that's the biggest thing with it is like, as long as they're not messing with you, they're not, you know, everything's consensual with whatever and all that, then it's okay. Just because you don't like it though. It's still, if you want, if you say you're for freedom, you have to let things go that you don't agree with Mm -hmm. because they're not in the same line with you. But as long as that basic, you know, the non-aggression principle, basics of it are being held it's freedom so i see a lot of hypocritical freedom in my opinion Hmm. and uh yeah that's what it really means to me is is letting go sometimes and going i don't agree with that but it's them they can do it yeah i know for me freedom um my dad's from ireland so growing up we learned a lot as you can tell from what he sings about the the irish fights for freedom and everything and got a family museum over there apparently too. So, I mean, it's in my blood <laughs> to fight for freedom. And like, number one for me is don't tell me what I can and can't do, especially if it's something stupid, you know, like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll save that conversation <laughs> for another time. But I mean, really it's just because I think something's okay and you think it's not, that's perfectly fine. Just, I'm just not going to force my opinions and views on you. And I expect you not to do the same to me because neither one of us is going to be free. At that point, you're looking at more like a slave owner relationship. And I, I don't dig that. So yeah, not at all. Perfect. Yeah. Tom, did you uh, ever try just setting something on fire instead of asking? (laughs) Oh, that might happen. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see now, now you can't plead ignorant. You already called the guy and told him you know you have to ask. So well, it was a pretty big it was big. We got plenty. Don't worry. There's plenty <laughs> of wood around here. Trust me. <laughs> Don't worry. We got stuff going on. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm fortunate that the uh volunteer fire department is on my property. They have a 99 year lease. So I can just call them up and be like, Yeah, I need you to run a hose out of your building and spray down. <laughs> thing if i get i got super lucky there 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. I got a, I got one of our volunteer firemen that lives next door to me. So there's always, uh, always someone to call it in if something goes awry. So anyway, uh, another question we have here is, uh, anybody got any entrepreneur entrepreneurial ventures going on at the moment? Why don't everybody talk all at once? But, uh, <laughs> Does anyone not have any? Yeah, that's yeah, that be that part. Out, won't we? <laughs> so I'm trying to raise a toddler. He's more than enough. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Right I mean, Sorry. for for me, the YouTube and content creation is basically the entrepreneurial thing. Like I, I ran a business for a few years as a side business doing um doing content creation in the programming realm. And like, it's, it's the thing that I love. I mean, I like teaching people. Uh, I, my, my entire kind of ethos uh, for that company was I want to get people that know the basics and get them to intermediate. And I want them to not have to struggle as hard as I did. Um, and so, and then I want to create content around that and hopefully people uh, reward me with money. Uh, so that's, that's really it. I mean, outside of that, like I have a 3d printer that I just got this year. So I plan to do some product design and 3d printing and sales of that and, uh, just kind of other stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, I try to, I try to drive everything I can into making money I have not made any yet, but I'm trying. <laughs> so that's me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah I was going to say uh, with that. Uh, with entrepreneurship, like I try almost everything I do, I try to make it some way a business. Uh, like me and the kids, I, we do mystery boxes. You know, it's a subscription thing. They send you stuff in the mail. You don't know what it is. We do unboxings. We've got another YouTube channel we do it on. It gives me something to do with me and my kids. They have fun doing it. And then I resell the stuff on eBay. So it's all. And a lot of times I actually make a, make a little money on the box. So I get to have fun with them, keep some stuff and make some money or break even and it can be a write off at the end of the year. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right, I'm good. I'm in on this whole thing. Like how many weeks do we want to do this cuz I just learned something. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you got anything going on right now? Yeah, so um Tim and I just had a long podcast on was that Sunday night Tim on your on your live and we talked yes, all sir. about that. Um Julie, my wife, she's, uh, she's great. She's had a floral wedding floral business before. Um, and that was small business right to the T working with, uh, brides all over Minnesota, well, Illinois, when we were down there in Minnesota, um, we're going to start, she's going to start some of that back up. We're also exploring some other things. I mean, we're here on this 10 acre farm. Let's, let's do something with it. Right. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, I like money, right? We all like money. Um, at the same time, when we're doing this content content creation thing, we are also building a social capital, right? And we're also helping people along and helping them grow as well. And uh, there's there's some intangibles with that as well. But I do like money. I don't. I, I'm not going to uh, lie there. So that's why Tim and I. Uh, oh, I was joking with Tim. Tim wants to write some books, and and so do I. So um, we're going to get after it uh, this year and. Uh, that's going to spiral into some other things. So, um, you know, getting to this place, it was like, okay, let's do this. Now let's take off the shackles, whatever those were, the fear, and let's go. And uh, we're kind of at that point now. So it's it's exciting. We, I'm working on a, on a book as well. Um, maybe we should do a little uh, 
episode update every so often on how the progress on our books and hold uh, uh, accountability from our from our audience as well on the book progress and just also to teach you know hey these are the the struggles that we're going through so if they want to do it too Amy. Amy. Amy, yeah, I was going to say we got another author in the in the and Letty, too. Letty oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Multi talented here. Oh yeah. Anybody else, anybody else got something going on they want to talk about? Amy, you have uh, you have something new coming out soon, or is is that on hold? I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, besides the content creation and the books and all that, um, I'm starting a snail mail newsletter, which is not anything I ever thought I would be doing again. I did that. 20 years ago when I was first married, I had a kid's newsletter that I sent out. Um, but it was actually Letty's husband uh, who brought it up as an idea. Whatever happened to like newsletters you got in the mail? Because people, we love online, we love blogs, we love all of that. But there's something really great about not being online and getting that stuff in your hands and building a binder of information that you can have in case you can't get online or your favorite website goes down or any of that. So that is something that I'm working on and I'm hoping that's going to be up and running by March. So. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I used to love getting the mail. I still do. Like I'm uh Corey will go to go get the mail and I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I'll get it on the way home. I want to check the mailbox. <laughs> it's nice when you get something that's not just a bill, you know? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I do have like the garbage can next to the mailbox, but right. yep. Yep. But, so Ken, uh, you got anything going on? There we are. Now, now I'm talking. <laughs> so I'm in my construction, that pretty well takes up a lot of my time. Um, I have devoted one day a week, which I do uh, the Teen Catalyst podcast in. And um, so my idea with that was to put out personal development material resources stuff geared towards teens and i have worked with a couple of them one-on-one -on -one, helping them to work towards certain goals that they've got um, so i guess that would be kind of the the entrepreneurial venture that i'm most excited about that i'm i'm in right now cool cool that's really cool um i guess i'm the last one to go i uh i'm kind of in transition right now um, we're frozen out in Minnesota, uh, waiting to sell our homestead. Uh, got our trailer winterized, so we can't really drag it out of here. So kind of in limbo doing social media content creation. Um, but I think when I get on the road, I'd like to do some, uh, consulting on the road, um, do, uh, you know, a homestead evaluation or, um, side hustle idea, help, help out with that. Uh, as we travel around um, to, for a little extra side income. Um, also document people's places. I mean, I think I have seven places to stop here. Uh, wait, if I can get across the Iron Curtain into Canada. And uh, But uh, yeah, so that's kind of in the works. Uh, I've got a few months here before we can roll out. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, right now we have a question from the audience. Uh, what do you all think about voting as it relates to freedom? Uh, Tim, do you guys get to vote up there? Well, for now, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to pretty soon or not. I won't get no anyway, but <clears throat> um, well, to be honest, I gave up voting this last federal election. So, uh, and this is coming from someone who believed just vote harder. It'll work. You know, I spent, probably the latter part of my teen years and my twenties, just thinking the answer was in politics. If I could just 
get the right guy in there with the right combination of supporters at the right time, everything would be fine. And then I realized that they were just two sides to the same coin. And it's unfortunate. And I won't begrudge anyone for voting. Hey, if you know, I, I won't stop somebody from beating their head against the wall if they want to, you know, if they're a sane adult, but it is what it is, you know? Uh, and then I broke my own rule this year and went to, uh, we had a local plebiscite on abolishing daylight savings time. I thought, hey, this is something I can get behind. Let's get rid of that. And I thought there was enough sensible people up here and we voted to keep it. So that's what I get for breaking my own rule. But yeah, no, I, I give up on it. I won't begrudge anybody who wants to, but you know, I've got lots of better things I can do with my time than the three minutes it takes me to go to the polls. Yeah, I'm short and sweet. I I haven't voted since uh, 20, 2008, maybe maybe before. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's all bullshit. So, whatever you do, you if you want to go and get your participation stickers, then that's cool. Um, but I'll I'll do me. You do you. <laughs> I actually just unboxed my hat that I bought the first time I ever voted in a presidential election, back in two thousand four, and it says. Proud to be Republican with a big old elephant on there. I mean, like, I voted that election. I voted in every single election up until the primaries last year. I mean, I didn't do the federal, or, yeah, the big election in November because I need an absentee ballot. And instead of mailing it to where I asked them to, they mailed it to the address that I was registered to. And I was like, okay, this is small town Podunk, Wisconsin. Like, if you guys can't get that right, what else are you get? Like, what else are you getting wrong? <laughs> and I had also realized after going to vote twice with my father-in-law, who kept saying, "Well, I should go vote at a different time because I know your votes are just gonna like cancel out mine." And I'm like, "Oh, are you sure?" Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't vote street party lines, dude. Like, never have, never will. But. Yeah, like I just finally realized, like especially at the big levels, like whatever I sit, whatever I put on that ballot, whichever box I mark, doesn't matter. Like if it's local, maybe I'll get involved. And if it's something that's directly going to affect me, and if I can go to a council meeting and speak up and say something, then yes, I'll get involved. But anything outside of like the town, maybe even the county, I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, without getting into a really long, nuanced discussion about federal versus local politics, um, I don't necessarily have a problem uh, with voting with about 4,000 caveats. Uh, but I'm fortunate that, um, fortunate, unfortunate that, you know, we have a two party system and um, I live in a state where the, the party I disagree with the most is the one that never gets into power. So, uh, I don't have to necessarily worry about it in a sense. I would prefer, I would actually prefer there be no, I mean, honestly, federal government. So uh, I think that puts you where I stand. However, I do vote in local stuff because this last year uh, they tried to raise our property taxes by 30% so that they could build a new jail so that they could get more revenue from the federal government for housing federal uh, people. And I'm like, are you freaking insane? No. Fortunately, it, it died at like a 90% uh, no vote, <laughs> but I, I do I do pay attention to local election stuff for crap like that and I always vote no. I also, if I go in for other elections, I always vote for the other person than the incumbent just because why not? And so 
I kind of mess with it a little bit. Uh, so I, but I mostly pay attention in case somebody wants to raise my taxes. <laughs> so that's me. Figure that. Amy? I had to unmute, unmute myself. Um, I mean, you can vote if you want to, but I feel like the last election chaos, like I, I feel like if that didn't show you something like, but I mean, there are some people that will still say vote harder and that won't happen, you know, or so I don't know, do it if you want to don't do it. If you are paying attention, I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Tom. Clearly you need to vote for the most important candidate in the world. And I got a big hat and it means I'm the most important candidate. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, come on. I mean, same stuff uh, that that others have said. I think these national elections, they kind of know and they read the tea leaves and most states don't matter except for a handful. And, and even that, it's like, okay, one side's doing one thing. The other side's the same, just going the speed limit. One's got the pedal to metal. The other's going the speed limit. So, I mean, that's not where, you know, we're not getting real change, right? We're just getting what the pro what the script says. I think uh, local stuff, um, you know where these people live. They are your neighbors and they do have names, phone numbers, and addresses. They are approachable. And uh, when you're talking a state senator or a U.S. senator, I mean, those that one person is representing millions of people. But that councilman, council person is representing a few handfuls or a few thousand and that is an approachable person and keeping an eye on those taxes and those referendums and those things that's that's important and then you saw the system i mean if you were paying attention the system got very nervous when local people came to the student uh to the school boards and started raising hell and and you can have an effect there and um you know that's probably where you know letty's talking about you know her ancestors fighting for freedom that's where it happens right on a local level but do I vote? Do I vote? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I have, but we'll we'll see where we go in the future. Hawkins. Uh, I was gonna say I only vote in the elections that are the most important elections in my life, which has been every single one of them apparently. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I think I voted like three times. But I do. Uh, the older I'm getting, and the more uh, the state's been. I'm not going to drop the first F-bomb, so messing with me, <laughs> the more I've been paying attention uh, to, to a lot of that stuff. Because it seems like every time, especially once I got into the home setting and doing things, it was just one thing after another. And I'm like, are you serious? Wait, what? You know, I got to wait. I got to I got to pay you just to put a building here. You know, it's there's no reason. Wait, I can put it there, but I got to pay extra because I got to get a variance. I'm like, what? But then I found out if I get a shipping container, it's not a building. So. Anyways, uh, yes, the local ones, uh, if I see something and I am big on, like Buddy said, who's in, who's in right now? Let's vote for the other guy just to switch things up. Because the more you switch it up, the less they can do. And the less they do, the less they can screw with you, the way I see it. So unless it's something that where they're getting rid of it, I'm really not, not in there. So that's kind of my opinion on it. All right. Ken? I voted once. All I did was wasted a lot of time and got a sticker. And it's like, well, I'm better off to skip it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Uh, so let's take one from Float. Uh, let me see. Um, 
what is the best resource for learning how to bring your content to viewers? Um, I don't know. So I'm going to pass on this one. Um, have all you successful people uh, to share what uh, what you got going on. I'll go ahead to start. Um, I call it the spaghetti method. You, you throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall, you see what sticks and you keep doing more of that. But seriously, like no bullshit here at all. Like it, it's a slog. There's no magic formula. Um, you just start, you start making content. Nobody's going to watch it other than your wife and your mother. And they're even going to stop after the first week. And then you're going to keep going. And then you're going to keep going some more. And then you're going to keep going some more. And then you might have an audience of a hundred people. Um, but all kidding aside, I know I'm bullshitting, but seriously, you just, you start and then, and this is going to sound stupid or foolish, but it's going to find you and you're going to find your path and it's going to take a while. You'll find your voice. You'll find the topics you're excited and passionate about. And then you're going to start doing more of that. And the thing, the thing that people respond to, you're going to do more of that. And then when they respond to that, you're going to do more of that and you're going to keep doing it and you're going to get 1% better every week and that's it and you're going to put out the best damn content you can and fuck the critics there you go hawkins nice nice Boom. Anybody have, that was really well said does anybody have anything to add to that proverbial mic drop right there <laughs> yeah I, i'll add to it um i've been doing content creation for 20 years uh i've been at this a very long time i have started and stopped 10 to 15 blogs and websites and all kinds of other stuff. And, and, uh, as my passions change and, uh, there's, there's no one place to learn. There's a few principles and I can, I can tell you them right now. Um, you're going to change from the first thing you start probably three or four times. Uh, your brand is going to change. So don't worry about getting branding right from day one. And it's going to take you at least two years to make traction where you feel like you're actually getting somewhere. Uh, that, and that, that is literally from watching blogs grow over the last 20 years uh, and just different people in different places doing different things. Uh, it's, it is hard. It is long, but it is so much fun. And when you get that eat first email that says, dude, this solved my problem you will never want to do anything else again. Uh, like I, it's just amazing. And then the first time you make money, somebody voluntarily gives you money for something. You're just like, did somebody just accidentally sign up for my website? Like, <laughs> my uh, and then, and then when you get the next one, you know, you're onto something. And, but like Tim said, it is long, it is hard, but it is fun. So that, that's me. Nice. Well said, buddy. Anybody else? Uh, Got anything to chime in, Tom? Yeah, I mean, one one person that I do kind of watch and keep my eyes on, um, Russell Brunson, he's really pretty good at, you know, starting to define your brand and define your your uh, your story and who you are and, and creating it. But it is it is come it does come back to being consistent, being uh, and Tim had a whole video on this where he was kind of doing a riff again, Mike dropping the mic. But he, he he's right. I mean. I took a pause in 2021 and membership or the viewership just, just, uh, spiraled down 
because they want to see that content. There's a lot of competition out there. So you got to be consistent. You got to keep the, you got to keep that drip, drip, drip going. And, uh, and the numbers, you know, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see what people really like to, to read or, or listen to. And you give them more of that. I mean, if, if your favorite band showed up for a concert and then never played your favorite song, you'd be like, well, that concert was terrible. That sucked. So you got to give them, give them their favorite song uh, and keep, keep it going. I have one more thing. Start collecting email addresses to an email list from day one. Day one. That is where your money is long term. Those are the people that are going to buy from you. And those are the people that are going to pay you. And that's where you're going to make your living. Day one. Start collecting email <laughs> newsletters. Uh, emails. You, you should be targeting like a dollar. Sorry, Letty. A uh, dollar per person on that email list. That's what your goal is per month. So you get 2,000 people on there. $2,000. That's how much you should get from that list. Okay. Number one takeaway, I need to start an email list. <laughs> number, the other thing I want to say is, so I just started by like five to 10 minute podcast this time last year. And I was doing something once a week. And then this fall, I was like, I'm not really getting a lot of traction on there. So I just went like, I still record on anchor. I just don't put my podcast out on there anymore. Everything I put strictly on Odyssey and my viewership isn't the best, but I'm just like, whatever. I'm still making sure I get this stuff out there. But I tell you, the first time you see that somebody send you like a five library coin tip on Odyssey, like I was ever like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, somebody actually likes what I'm doing. Like, and it was for one of my songs. I don't, it was for when I did the song, The Parting Glass. And I'm like, I'm like, well, first of all, it's a damn good song. But second, it's like somebody thought that that was good enough to send me five library coins. Like, I feel like I'm rich. I don't even know what a library coin is worth right now, but I mean, people will give you like a random, like half a library coin or like one library coin tip once in a while, take it, you know? And seriously, like me, like I don't have many subscribers. Like, do I know what I'm doing? Absolutely not. But do I like what I'm doing? Yes. So just keep putting it out there. Even if a year in, you only have like 50 people following you, who cares? Eventually it'll someone will take off and enjoy it perfect um what if i could jump in for just a second letty i mean you were on my podcast uh i think towards the end of last year or, or early this year it's 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 done really well and it's one of the better ones uh from this year so you you think you're not getting traction that's the other thing people are watching they're listening they might not the numbers might be skewed the algorithm screws us the month the YouTube, good, good grief. Who knows who's watching us there, right? Um, but they're watching. And so I'm just wanted to pump you up a little bit that it was a good podcast and you did a great job. And and uh, there are people out there that are listening. Thanks, Tom. Perfect. <laughs> Anybody else? Amy, Hawkins, Ken? I would just say it to make sure that you remember it's a long game. It's not... It's not something you're going to do for two weeks and be like, ta-da, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm famous. I have, People will talk to me about starting a podcast or starting a blog. And I'll say, well, what do you want to talk about? And they'll tell me three things they want to talk about. I'm like, well, what are you going to talk about after that? And after that, and after that, and after that, um, you know, it's a long game and you have to keep doing it. And the other thing is that you, the thing you think you're, that people are going to want to hear from you or you're going to become an expert about might not be the thing that they want to hear from you. Like I, when I first started way, way, way back when um, I was doing recipes, lots of recipes, lots of recipes. And then I happened to throw out a blog post about how to butcher a pig. 
And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, you know how to butcher a pig? What else do you know how to do? And then that became all of that. And I was like, but I, I was writing about recipes. They're like, yeah, who cares about recipes? Now we want to know how to do all this other stuff. And that was not at all the path that I thought I was going to take, but that's what people wanted to hear. So sometimes you got to listen to the people that are consuming your content. So. so you're telling me that post that I spent 30 seconds on and not that post that I spent five hours on is the thing that worked? What? Sometimes. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I nice. want to mention something real fast. Uh, Nikki Toast Quilting has, how do you make money from the email newsletter? There are hundreds of ways. The, two, the three quick ways, make a product, sell it on there. Uh, two is linked to affiliate links to other people. Uh, and uh, uh, three is to uh, do affiliate marketing through. Um, some of those are a little sketchier than others, but uh, the, those are like three very fast ways. Um, but remember, like it's your audience and always be authentic with them. Uh, so nice. Yeah. I saw that question down there. I wanted to make sure to get to it next. Uh, thanks for grabbing it. Um, does anybody else have any way they make money off their newsletter? Um, I think he nailed the three that I know that are obvious. Probably don't want to give away your secrets if there's anything else, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, next question from Ashley, uh, in the last few months before spring, what is your biggest goal to get accomplished? Um, to figure I, out what I'm going to do before spring. That is my goal <laughs> to figure out what I'm doing for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, that's my mind's wait and see right now because we're kind of in limbo until spring. So um, my goal is to put out as much content and edit as many videos as I possibly can in the next few months. Winter for me is uh, my downtime. I do snow removal. Uh, they're guaranteed contracts, whether it snows or it doesn't. So that that helps. I have a lot of free time. So I kind of plan those five months as my get shit done for my content creation. So I have a whole list that I work through. Um, some days, sometimes I get more done in the span of a week than others. But, you know, right now I've got um, 150 more products to go up, uh, like stuff I've used in my business to my affiliate site. I do an individual page for each one. So, it you know, but that uh, i've revamped the website a little bit um, made a new intro for the channel i made a new channel trailer but i've got a ton more uh, you know my repairedness series i do on thursdays is um it's basically writing the book for me so that i just keep working my way through that series and hopefully at the end of the you know i'll have a good start on it but there's that and then as far as my business goes we just want to keep bringing in more property management that has become our bread and butter i love it because it requires you to be there but it doesn't require you to be there and yeah and hopefully one more entrepreneurial venture my wife and i are always scheming and scamming and figuring out and uh we've got three on the go so an even four would be great nice ken yeah so this winter i i my biggest thing is to get the house finished right in. We started building a house this past summer and it's trying to do it debt free, but, uh, that's, a, that's a slow go. So I got to get that finished right in. And really the biggest thing that I need to try to do this winter is to hide all the seed catalogs because my <laughs> wife will buy everything. <laughs> uh, she, we got another one the other day. I can't remember which one came and, um, She's like, I thought I had everything I needed. And here I have like 18 more pages earmarked. 
So I got to hide those bugs. <laughs> All right, Hawkins. Uh, well, one of the things I didn't say in my intro is uh, we recently moved. We just got a new house built. Uh, was it been here like eight, nine months? And in my previous place, we were there six years. I seven acres fenced in, tons of homesteading stuff already set up. And we are starting from scratch. So my biggest thing uh, I'd like to get done before spring is at least one raised bed. Because uh, this was an old cornfield that we're on right now. Or hayfield, wherever you want to call it. And uh, so the ground's not the best. I'll work on that over the years. But I'd like to get at least one raised bed built, uh, probably center block. Just so I can have that one little area of, you know, to get some stuff growing. And I think that, you know, I'm, I've learned from my last, go slow. Don't try to do everything at once. So I'll probably have an episode about that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I learned that. <laughs> I learned that real good. Um, <laughs> it sucks when you got 12 projects. <laughs> uh, Tom, what do you got uh, in for the spring, before spring? Yeah, we've got a lot. I mean, we've, we were going through the fall kind of going, well, we'll do that in the spring. Do that in the spring as we moved in here. So, um figuring out what to do with this 1900s era farmhouse, you know, can we restore it? Uh, it's got some foundation issues. I showed some y'all the pictures and uh, it's like, uh, can we work with it? Uh, do we need to build something new? Don't know. We're going to be exploring that. Um, we've also uh, seed starting is going to be coming up. Um, you know, if you're interested, uh, a wicking bed is great. Uh, instead of your cinder block, then it's automatic watering. Uh, get a watering trough and away you go. Um, you know, so I've got a couple of those. We're going to be set up a garden, but that it's sub zero right now. So it's right now it's going to be, uh, it's eventually going to be um, starting seeds and uh, probably making some repairs here and uh, getting, getting the business stuff off the ground. So uh, that's what we're going to be up to here. All right. Uh, Letty. Um. Well, number one is figuring out what I can grow this far north. <laughs> I got a seed catalog yesterday and I told my girlfriends, I'm like, I'm so excited. I don't know where this thing came from, but I got it. And it was all flowers and I'm allergic to so many flowers. But I was like, I'm going to look through it anyway. And I got super excited only to realize that most of the flowers that they sell the seeds for are zones five and higher. So I was kind of like, oh man, like. There goes that plan, but then I realized I can grow berries up here. So now I'm starting to really look into different berries and berry bushes. And Amy assured me that I should be able to grow, grow blackberries because she has them by her. And she's like straight down the road for me <laughs> just a couple <laughs> hours. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing my blackberries because I love those. Um, but yeah, I mean, before spring, it's just got to go through the collection, see what we have and what do we want to try to grow because we don't have a garden so we're we're starting to just figure it all out from scratch i got some garlic planted and now i'm like i should have planted that differently based on what my kind of plans are for the future now but i don't know we'll just we're just kind of taking it a little bit of time and like tom being in a new house i mean i, I shared some pictures of some janky work that was done downstairs in the basement by the previous owners like I'm like well it's all getting torn down so yay we got two by fours but uh yeah a lot, lot of house projects too to to take care of so 
Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had drywall in my house for like two years, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, buddy, I don't think we got you. You have any goals uh, for spring? Get a job. <laughs> uh, outside of that, um, since that just takes a long time, uh, if I get a job in time and have the money, uh, I want to build an eight foot by eight foot by five foot deep pond and attach that and do a uh, large aquaponics build. Um, I did some contracting work with uh, Nick Ferguson last year, and he's going to help me put it in this year, uh, hopefully. If if I can afford to get all the materials by spring, otherwise I might put it off to next year. So uh, oh, it's nice. going to be uh, 30 foot long of uh, aquaponics by 10 foot wide, kind of down an alley. And I, could, I should be able to grow all the food we can possibly eat for five people from a vegetable perspective in that nice neat little alley and grow tons of fish so that's that's the goal nice. <laughs> i need to put it all in <laughs> so we'll see oh all right so a couple of people mentioned seeds uh question what are your favorite small seed companies to order from uh i used i think one maybe two uh the whole seven years i think we used annie's organics um always love their seeds. They always did great. And then when I did microgreens, I started ordering from uh, True Leaf and they were fantastic. So those aren't necessarily small companies, but uh, I liked them. We like to order from, uh, I mean, besides Baker Creek, um, Seed Treasures. If you are North, like I am, Seed Treasures is Northern Minnesota. Um, and if you are a reader of Backwoods Home, it is Jackie Clay Atkinson from Backwoods Home. That's her company. So, and we got all our tomatoes and everything from her last year. And it was, it was amazing. Great company. She sent me a nice little note, like a handwritten note. And it's just totally like write down your order on a piece of paper and send it to me. You know, it's totally old school. So it's super cool. So seedtreasures.com, I believe is her site. Nice. Nice. For me, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of this small company called Lowe's. Uh, <laughs> I, in reality, we are we are terrible at growing stuff, um, and so uh, in in gardens, I it, I think some of it is just burnout through the worst time to have burnout um, of trying to get things to grow, and so we just kind of let it all die. Um, the chickens enjoy it because they just clean up the beds, but uh, so that's one reason to do the aquaponics system is maybe. Um, some of the problems that we have can be solved in there and it's more sciencey. So I'll be involved with it. Uh, whereas I just ignore the gardens. And, and so, uh, don't know yet for us. Tom. Yep. Um, seed savers exchange is one of my favorites. Uh, there's some tomato varieties there that I just love. And, uh, Baker Creek is another one. I'm going to check out the seed treasures one. That sounds really cool. And, uh, Yep, I've I've done it too. Go to Menards, Lowe's, uh, Home Depot, get the burpee, and away you roll. Our jungs, and uh, you know, sometimes it's a convenience thing, and that's okay. It's a really big thing about getting it going, and uh, and and I love supporting you know smaller companies and everything. But sometimes it's just it's time to go. Let's plant this stuff now. So there's also a, a local. Um, greenhouse that's in stockholm wisconsin right down the street from us really cool place good people and uh i want to get stuff that real they're growing that is it's it's like a storybook there and i want to make sure that uh, i figure out what they're growing and what really grows well here finding a mentor like that is a is a beautiful thing 
build community, build community around you real quick. So Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say we we just we we usually just hit up the regular box stores uh, for any kind of seeds, but um, I mean I think it was like two years ago I started all my seeds from scratch, had a nice ones out, put them out there right after the last frost date. Frost hit, killed them all. But uh, when we do, we usually buy so we usually buy starts, and uh, that year yeah it, it got everybody everybody sold out of everything. But we usually try like there's so many people out here that start seeds. Literally, they have roadside stands at like houses. You just drive down the road and you'll see a roadside stand. And there's tomato plants and zucchini or what. They're everywhere. So we usually try to stop at those. You know, keep some cash around just because, like you said, try to support that small community. You know, I love seeing that stuff. And you know, a lot of times they get their kids involved and stuff. So perfect, perfect, Ken. Yeah, my wife usually does most of the seed stuff. Uh, her favorite right now is MI Gardener. Uh, I think is what it's called. So, small guy up there. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, and I, I, oh. I, I th- sorry, I think he just came out with a, a like a lost tomato seed, like a tomato plant that had been like gone. And they found these old seeds somewhere and he, he got these seeds and it's a real limited run, but, uh, that is really cool stuff. So he's nice. doing some really nice stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. Cool. Letty, where did you order your seeds from? I think it was like that seed guy or something random that I found online. I've ordered and from him. I, I actually, I had pretty good success. I was, but I was down in Northern Illinois. So different zone than up here. And then Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot and Walmart were the other places I got my seeds because I was like, okay. I mean, I, I planted some bulbs out front shortly after we moved in. So I'm like, oh, they were on sale at Walmart for like 50 cents each. We'll see if I grow anything. So I don't know. Hey, Tim, do they uh, do they make seeds that grow in zone zero? Well, <clears throat> I figured out this incredible hack a few years ago. It saved me a little bit of time. Um, I buy my seeds fully grown. Uh, so I get the vegetables already assembled and i take them home and i eat them and it saves me like a metric shit ton of work so yeah that's pretty much where i'm at at this point sorry guys but uh, we we've tried to homestead in the past we live in a town now Uh, you know i try to support local farmers and uh, we have a hutterite community here but we really don't eat a lot of vegetables uh you know we kind of do the keto thing the best we can but yeah eh, that, that that's my that's my life hack of the week guys nice perfect perfect uh, another question, uh, are any of you having success uh, sub- subverting local ordinances or authorities? Um, I can answer this one for, for a fast. I don't sure. care about them, so I ignore them. I, and I don't have a lot of them. So I just, I live out in the middle of nowhere and no one cares. So. Amy, I'm guessing that's similar. <laughs> Similar. Yeah. I, I, you know, we're all in the middle of nowhere. We're on a dead end dirt road. Nobody really pays attention to what we do and it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, we are on the dead end dirt road, little offshoot of a County road. And I mean, unless they come and tell me I'm doing something wrong, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Cause I just don't know. And you know, ignorance is bliss. 
Tom, you called the fire marshal to have a bonfire. Uh, it wasn't a bonfire. This is a pretty big uh, brush pile. But uh, yeah, I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to have the fire department showing up and charging me $650 for a show up. But it was not. We're building community, right? So the fireman, the fire chief was a great guy. So um, he hasn't been out yet and uh, he might not come out at all. It just might disappear. <laughs> I've got other brush piles that I can show him. That's fine. Oh, absolutely. Hawkins. Uh, I found one of the easiest ways to kind of serve in a lot of that is don't advertise it. Uh, so some stuff doesn't show up on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Or, you know, doesn't get posted. Hey, look what I did. You know, I think that's one of the best ideas. So I'm not going to give any examples that I've done. But the same kind <laughs> of thing, uh, if you don't ask, they don't know. Uh, now, like when we built our 30 by 50 building, I had to get a building permit because it was going to be pretty noticeable. Didn't want to, but, I, you know, you know, and then uh, there may or may not be electric in here. And, you know, sometimes things just happen. There are some solar panels outside. So my electric, I just got it's a really batteries. good four panel all system. Batteries. Yeah. Awesome battery. It's a Tesla. So, yeah, that that's the biggest thing. It's uh, sometimes if you don't ask or, you know, because if you, when you make that phone call, say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I live at so-and-so. I'm wanting to do this. Can I? And they say no. And then they show up, you know, they might be driving by the next week to say, hey, we told you no. You know, that, that's one of the things I uh, definitely would look other places when asking questions about what you can and can't do or what you need before you go to the actual like town hall or city council or kind of clerk's office for it. You know, they'll find out what you need to do. And uh, one of the things they did tell me with the building permit was, you know, she's like, keep this permit, you know, post it in the building for a year. After you know, if you get away with it for a year, then after that's kind of yeah. So and it does help you know the farther off the beaten path you are, because um, this county clerk straight up told me, you know, it's complaints. You know, there's somebody there's people that drive around apparently that see new buildings and go, hey, do they have a building permit? I don't know why, but you know, yeah, it's it's complaint driven. You know, I do think this county is more of not taking an active approach. So where you live is going to be your biggest way to circumvent a lot of that. Because even you could have things on the books that aren't forced. So that'd be my thing is where you live. Okay I agree with you, Hawkins. There, um, Because <laughs> there are things on our property that my husband is like, and this doesn't go on the YouTube channel. And this doesn't get mentioned in your podcast because like people just don't need to know. So, yeah. You mean there might be. Huh? Allegedly could. There allegedly, allegedly could be things. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Just hand this direction. <laughs> At a very specific spot. <laughs> so so what's crazy is I was looking at the building ordinances here in this county, and they want to be involved in anything over six inches above the ground. They want their nose in it. So, um, yeah, they might not know about stuff and things happening at such and such. So, exact go with the flow. It's just going to happen. I just wanted to, uh, Ashley B, she asked in the comments there, yes, but what about the towns that do care? Because, you know, not to be an asshole, but the answer isn't always move somewhere else as much as I'd love for it to be. Because mm -hmm. I live in a town that I would say is kind of 50-50. You know, they, they enforce and the complaint thing is for sure, you know, be the gray man, keep your nose clean. Uh, I always, I joke with my kids. I said, one of my rules to live by is never break two two laws at once. In other words, don't uh, don't bring up uh, an, 
don't bring undue attention to yourself, but you know, give them a few easy wins, like just make sure because, and it really depends. Like uh, I, I know the guy here and he's an awesome guy, but he has a job to do and he has to enforce. And typically like Hawkins says, uh, you know, if you keep your nose clean, you'll be okay. And they tend to only enforce for the most part, even in towns that do care. I guarantee you that if there's a complaint, they're going to come by and enforce it. So do whatever you can to be friendly with your neighbors, do whatever you can to not attract attention to yourself, play by the rules, be friendly with the local people, with local people that you live with. And you know what, if you screw up, admit it, just be like, okay. And, and don't, don't bring undue attention to yourself. You know, like, uh, if they're, you know, if you have to have a dog license and you have a dog that barks, get a damn dog license because otherwise you're just going to have them come to your house and say, Hey, you got a yappy dog. Oh, I see that. That's a nice deck there. You know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, pick your fights, pick your battles, but you got to play the game. And if you live in a small town, politics is part of it. And I don't mean like politics as in, um, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I mean, like being friendly with people, smiling and waving, saying hello when you see them, you know, just doing what doing what they want up to a point. Right. But yeah, I, that for sure, because some towns you got to deal with it. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. I have friends that their key, well, their whole key is camouflage. Just make it look like something it's not. And that's how they do it. And what I was going to add to is kind of like what I said earlier about the building permit for uh, if you're going to, you know, if I was going to build a building, I'd have to get a permit and all this other stuff. But a shipping container, I didn't. So by sir, you could if you read the law and actually learn the law. I do this in my work all the time. And they hate it because I'm a, uh, I'm a union. I'm in a union. We have a rule book. I know that rule book. I know the rule, the policies and the rules. So when they come at me, I come back tenfold because I'm like, no, this is the rule. I do not fall under that part because of this, this, and this. And as long as you can articulate why and what's going on or find a solution that is the same that solves your problem or what you're trying to do. You know, I was looking for storage space. I didn't want to do the building permit and all this, yada, yada. So the shipping container worked out really good. You know, there's a lot of things you can do like a, with a deck, if it's not attached to your house, you might not have to get a permit in some places. If you attach mm -hmm. it to the house, you would. So, yeah, really look into it and know what you're doing. And I think that's a lot of times will save you a lot. I can't yeah. have a fence in my front yard. If, if, if it goes in front of my, like the front tip of my house, if it goes one inch in front, it can only be four feet high. I looked into this because I wanted to tear my hedge out and I wanted to build a fence eight feet high to give me uh, anyway that was a no-go four feet was the max so i said <laughs> i said well wh what's the max on the hedge and they said there's no height limit I said good enough there you go right so i've got a hedge that's eight nine going to be 10 feet tall it's trimmed nice but gives me just as much privacy so like yeah absolutely hawkins know, know your laws know what's on the books you know don't be an asshole about it but if you have the information and you don't ruffle feathers Nine times out of ten, small government's going to leave you alone. Do you have any ordinances on wooden windscreens? No. There you go. <laughs> That's good. Not Perfect. a fence. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Just know know what it is that you're trying to do. Know what the laws are in your area and risk reward. You know, if do I do I want this bad enough? to try to subvert that or, or is this something that I need to comply with because I'll, you know, lose my whole house 
you know, because I built when I wasn't supposed to or whatever. So when I went to build my house, I called them and said, do I have to have a permit to build an off-grade cabin? They said, no. So I may or may not have a thousand square foot, two-story off-grade cabin on going up on my place. <laughs> Just know, know what it is that you're trying to do. And maybe you have to call something, something else. Just like Hawkins has a shipping container, which he could dress up to look like a regular shop if he wanted. Yep. Be creative in what you call things. Uh, be creative in your interpretation of the law. Just because it's written doesn't mean it can't be interpreted a hundred different ways. So yeah, just be creative. <laughs> look into things, think about things differently. Um, and think about it from the way that you want to do it, not how they're going to stop you. Um, I mean, instead of going, they wrote a law and said, I can't do it. Go, well, how can I do it in spite of this law? So mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at things or just, I don't know half the stuff that is required and I wait for them to tell me. So I might know, and I might know how much it's going to cost me if they do tell me, but <laughs> Just, yeah. So, does anybody see any other questions here? I've been kind of out of the chat a little bit. I think we're caught up, and we're about an hour and 20 minutes. I think with the, the eight of us, we can pop around and uh, kind of give your plug, and uh, and we'll get out of here for the night. So how about, uh, Buddy, you want to start? Yeah, uh, you can find me on buddy.net, B-U-D-D-I-Y.net, and that links to everywhere else. Uh, check out my podcast. Check out the other stuff I have coming. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Anywhere from electronics to woodworking. Perfect. Thanks, Buddy. Amy? You can find me at afarmerskindoflife.com. Uh, you can pretty much find everything linked there. Otherwise, social media, I'm very active on Float and MeWe. Perfect. Tom, have you signed up for MeWe yet? MeWe, yes. Float, no, because I saw everybody was having trouble with Float today, so I decided to hold off and get some other things done. But smallscalelife.com is the flagship. We're also working on driftlessoats.farm. Oops, I'm not supposed to say that, I don't think. But a farm website, and, uh, and then, of course, Instagram, very active there. Telegram, very active there as well. And YouTube, of course, Odyssey. Perfect. Hawkins. Uh, I got my YouTube. That's my main my main thing, I guess. Uh, Chicken Hawk Farmstead over there. Uh, I'm on MeWe Float. Uh, still dropping the Facebook. Just kind of mess around, make people mad, drop links, try to pull from it. And uh, yeah, I need to get a website and an email list. Hopefully here soon. But yeah, like I said, Chicken Hawk Farmstead on uh, YouTube is the easiest. Perfect. Perfect. Ken. KennethAsh.com. That's E-A-S-H. And all the socials. Perfect. Short and sweet. Lenny. Um, I am on Float. I am at Letty Lou. I'm on MeWe, Letty Lou. And uh, for the blog, it's Liberty All Day blog over there. And then over on Odyssey, I'm actually Liberty at Liberty All Day. Perfect. Perfect. Tim? Yeah, uh, toolmantim.co, toolmantim.co. That's the quickest way to find me. Um, two live streams a week, 
Thursdays at seven mountain and Sunday at seven mountain, usually Sunday nights are interview shows and Thursdays are right now what we call repairedness. It's uh, all about home maintenance when help isn't around the corner. I love having a, an audience. I love having a, a you know, a, a live crew in there to bounce ideas off of. So drop by. Perfect. Thanks, Tim. And uh, I'm Brian with The Lots Project. Uh, you can find me at thelotsproject.com. Uh, all my links are there. I have a f- new fledgling podcast that uh, started actually yesterday. Second episode came out right before this. Um, you can get links to there, that there. Um, as far as Fireside Freedom, uh, you can find us at firesidefreedom.net. Uh, that will link you to the uh, podcast feed um, and some uh, creator bios. And then we also have Telegram at t.me slash fireside freedom chat is a really good chat. Very interactive. We're all in there. Uh, we have a ton of community members in there. Uh, discussions going on all the time. And then our channel is t.me slash fireside freedom. And we will be posting that's where we'll be posting the next week's topic. And speaking of that, uh, episode two, uh, we will have uh, Toolman Tim will be hosting that. And we will be talking about getting started in preparedness. So think on some questions. Think on some stuff you want to talk about uh, getting started in preparedness. And head on over to that Telegram channel and comment on the post. Uh, it should be up probably later tonight. Um, and yes, uh, Bonnie, I will get all everyone's, uh, links and all the information in the show notes. So look for that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for ever joining us, everyone. And we will see you next Tuesday night at seven central. Have a good night, guys. See you, everybody. It was fun.